0: Hi there, you're listening to the Speak On It podcast, a program facilitated by Youth Advisory Board members of the Steve Fund.
1: The Steve Fund is one of the leading nonprofit organizations in the United States that promotes the emotional and mental health of students of color.
2: The goal of this podcast is to create a space for students and professionals alike to come together to discuss a plethora of topics relating to mental health and the challenges that Black, Indigenous, and people of color may face during their academic and professional careers.
0: Before we begin our conversation, we would like to leave a disclaimer that this podcast cannot and should not substitute a mental health provider. If you or a loved one need help, please reach out to your primary care provider or the Steve Fund Crisis Hotline, which you can access by texting STEVE to 741741.
1: Thank you and enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Speak On It. So today we're joined by my cousin Raya, we're so excited to have her on the show, and my co-hosts Jay and Kaelin, so let's introduce ourselves.
0: Hi everyone, my name is Jay, I've been on a couple of these podcast episodes, Um, so as you all know, I'm currently the chair for the Youth Advisory Board for the Steve Fund, um, and I'm conveniently on sabbatical, which relates to our topic of the day.
2: My name is Kaylin Huang, and I am a junior in high school, and I am also a member of the Steve Fund, and I live in Dublin,
3: California. And my name is Raya. As Danny said, I'm her cousin, and I just graduated from Harvard, but prior to that, I took a gap year between high school and college, and I'm taking another gap year right now before I go off to graduate school next year.
1: Very cool. And I'm taking a gap year also. Well, I guess my gap year is officially over now as we're going into summer, but I can also speak from my experiences on this as well. So I guess that brings us to the question, what is a gap year?
3: Um, a gap year is when you take time off from your schooling. So you can take a gap year at any point in your academic career, but it can be um, a semester, a year, it can be more than that. Um, and basically it's just a break but when you're doing your academic career.
0: Um, And so just to expand on it, how do you know if a gap year is right for you or if it's just something that you should maybe consider um, in your career path?
3: Yeah, so I think Danny and I have unique situations into how we took our gap years. Um, We were both kind of offered a gap year from our university, from Harvard, Um, though a lot of other students choose to take their gap years. Um, and I actually wrote a blog during my time at Harvard um, called, Considering, um, Should You Consider a Gap Year? And it kind of outlines some questions you should ask yourself, such as, do you need time to mature? Do you need time to work? Do you need time to relax after having a stressful um, situation? And those can all be great reasons. Um, the Harvard website, um, on their admissions website, there is a page called, um, time out or time off. And there is a really great article written by the dean of admissions that kind of explains why a gap year might be beneficial. But of course, um, while anyone can take a gap year, they're not for everybody. If you feel like you're ready to move on to the next step, then by all means, that's, that's a great path to go as well
1: yeah absolutely i think high school is kind of like a fast track so you kind of go in and then it's like a whirlwind and then you graduate and i guess a gap year is a great opportunity to catch your breath and think about what's important to you or just engage in some adventures if you feel like traveling if you feel like doing something like that volunteering it's a great opportunity to do a project you never got to do
0: and i love um, that you mentioned that danny because for me I, like I didn't really choose to take a gap year or like a sabbatical either. Like it just kind of happened, um, just because of application deadlines and timeframes. But um, I think for me it was really just eye opening, um, and like I knew it was kind of like time for me to do it because I was extremely exhausted and burnout. out. Like you were mentioning, like I needed to take a breath. Um, so I knew that like you know. It, it was just time. So, like, I purposely kind of extended my, like, sabbatical or gap year by, like, another couple months just because I was, like, I need a little more time to myself.
2: How should you spend your gap years? Because I know, like, most of you guys mentioned how, like, you were, like, t- catching up or, like, taking a break or, like, sometimes – or actually, I'm basing it off a of previous conversation. But, Danny, you mentioned how there were, like, organizations or, like, internships or, like, clubs that you were, like, a part of. And are gap years still beneficial, even if, like, you do nothing at all?
1: I guess, like, Ray can also speak on this. I'm not sure, because I kind of was always doing something. But I remember at one point when I was in Costa Rica, like, I was doing, like, a surf slash Spanish immersion program, which was super fun. But there, there was definitely a lot of downtime. Like, there was more downtime than, I guess, there would have been if I were in school. So it is, like, you're still getting time to, like... Kind of recharge and refresh, even though you may be doing things, but things that just kind of like make you feel invigorated, like something that you truly want to do. I think that's it's a great opportunity to do something like that.
3: I definitely agree. I don't think you necessarily have to be busy all of the time, but as Any said, doing the things that you find interesting. I think if you go into it with the idea that you're just going to sit on the couch for the whole year, you're going to get bored. Um, even if you think you could have months and months and months of TV to catch up on. um, I found that out kind of an interesting way where I took my gap year and I had the very beginning and the very end planned because I grew up um, working at a summer camp over the summer so I knew that I was going to do that right when I graduated work at the summer camp and then at the very end of my gap year before I went on to college I would take um, the summer to work at the summer camp again and that was really helpful to have Um, an idea of a plan at the beginning and a plan at the end, but then in the middle of that, I didn't really have a solid plan. So the summer ended and I helped my friends from high school pack up and go off to college. And then I kind of did just rest. I did nothing for about a month and a half. Um, I read books that I hadn't um, gotten to read. When I was in high school, I watched TV, I watched movies, I slept a lot. And then slowly but surely, I found myself getting bored. And I was like, okay, what's the next thing that I'm going to do? I've got this many months to fill. And I knew I really wanted to travel, but I didn't have the financial means to do so. And I had another friend who also was on a gap year and um, wanted to travel, but didn't have the financial means to do so. So we kind of came up with a plan together that we were going to um, babysit, but also work other part-time jobs and try to fund our own trip. And so I ended up finding a job as a dessert decorator in a bakery, which was super fun. It was something that I did not expect. I was looking at different supermarket jobs as like a cashier or a barista, um, and none of them seemed really that interesting. So when I came across the job as a dessert decorator, it really piqued my interest because I like to do a lot of visual art. I like to paint and sculpt. And so it was kind of a fun way to be working and making money, but also be doing something sort of creative that fit my interests. Um, to begin with. And that was a wonderful experience. It was very interesting, though, being the only kind of super young person in, in the shop. I think the next youngest person, I was, I was 18 at the time, and the next youngest person was like 22. So, um, but the majority of the women were in their 30s, 40s. So it was a very interesting experience because I spent a good chunk of my gap year working alongside middle-aged women with kids and then also um, nannying or babysitting. So I kind of felt like a soccer mom for part of my gap year, which was an enlightening um, situation. And then um, in the March of my gap year, my friend and I was like, "Okay, we've uh, got some money now. Where do we want to go? And we planned a um, month and a half trip to Europe visiting um, friends that we had made from the camp that we had worked at. And it was really fun. It was the most free time of my life because I wasn't thinking about um, work. I wasn't thinking about my homework or anything that I had to do. I knew that I was going on to college, so I knew that there was something coming after. And I had set aside a specific amount of money that I could spend, so I wasn't really thinking about finances too much. And it was a really great time to just explore. Um, But of course... I was able to get in a mix of work and pleasure and downtime, um, but I also know students who simply worked the whole time, and they maybe didn't get to spend as much time with their family in high school, and so they enjoy just, you know, being at home with their family and maybe going to their job, or um, I have another friend who was really passionate about photography, and although they weren't going to study it in school, they wanted to sort of have a chance to practice that, and they ended up becoming a campaign photographer for um, the, it was someone who was running for the 2016 um, election. And so there are a lot of different ways to fill your time. I have a friend who loves singing and songwriting. And so she spent her gap year writing songs and producing her own EP. So there's a lot of different ways to take gap year. And I think it can still be beneficial even if you're not doing something that other people think of as traditionally productive
0: to piggyback on that i went into it as like uh like again like it was just a time for me to heal i guess like mentally and emotionally and i think um by extension also spiritually just because not to get too much into it but um i was feeling very disconnected with a lot of like different aspects of like who i am different aspects of my well-being um and for my gap year i kind of well, to back up a little, like traditionally for school and education I was very the like back to back to back to back. Like I do this, 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 and this. Um, and that really led into my burnout. And so when I got into my gap year, um, I came into it as a more like bossy perspective where I'm just going to be like, whatever the universe brings over to me, that's what I'm going to do. Um, I don't know if I like mentioned this before, but I was like a case manager for like, like a little under like 10 months, for like during my gap year because I was just like, mm, like maybe I wanna do this, even though like it wasn't immediately related to like the medical field. Um, but it was just something that I was like, I just wanna try it out, see if it is, see if it isn't. And then clearly it wasn't, but um, it was just an opportunity for me to kind of like take an approach of like kind of like a buffet of life. Like I did little bits of here and there and still doing it. And it's kind of refreshing.
1: I think that I had a lot of that in my gap year. Like, not every single day was planned out, but I had some, like, time to work. I had some downtime. I had some time to travel. And I think that was a really great combination. And then to just to give advice for other people, if you're, like, in high school and thinking of taking a gap year, it doesn't hurt to help plan also. Like, if you, don't, if you know already you want to take a gap year, it can help with fundraising, gaining approval from your school to take a sabbatical. Like, if you already have, like, I guess a whole – schedule that you could send to them. I know some schools ask that you apply and just like getting your parents on board too if they're not already on board and like huge proponents of gap years as my parents are.
3: (laughs) It is definitely beneficial to do some research and planning whether you do that um while you're still in high school if you know you want to take a gap year or if you find yourself towards the end of high school sort of making a split decision to take a gap year um it's definitely a good idea to actually sit down and do some research and some planning. Um, you're definitely gonna wanna check the, your school's policies. So um, I know a lot of students do gap years where they will be accepted to a university, um, either an undergraduate program or a graduate program. And once they're accepted, they'll do further enrollment. And that way they know they have a spot and they're going somewhere in a year or two, um, and then they take the time in between to do whatever they want to do. I know other students do it other ways where they aren't really ready to fill out that application and apply to their next academic step. And so they will actually choose to take a gap year and then during that gap year, um, go through the application process of moving on to the next academic step. Um, In either way you do it, it's a really great idea to research the school's policies. Some schools have limits as to how many Um, gap years you can take once you've been admitted. Um, Other universities actually have programs that they host for students taking gap years. Um, So it's a really great idea to do your research on not only your next step, the school you're going to and what um, they allow and accept. And it's also a really great idea, though, to do some research as to different programs. So um, as I mentioned, I planned my own trip and traveled on my own. And um, if you know anything about Danny's Gap Year, she traveled with a group and through a specific program, as she mentioned, she was in a Spanish immersion and surf um, thing in Costa Rica. So there are a lot of resources online to help you figure out what would be the best plan of action for yourself.
0: And to add on to that, um, in terms of planning, because I think that's especially important if you're, like, doing deferment um, for school, but also in terms of, like, having conversations with your parents, because um, I know for me, definitely, like, a gap year was something that my parents were kind of like, what is that, and why are you purposely pausing your education? Because they were in this mentality where, you know, like, your education is, like, kind of, like... um, like a ball rolling down a hill. Like you, you have to keep going, like you can't stop. And if you stop, you're basically missing out on motivation and um, you're like wasting all this energy and time. And like in their mind, it's kind of like you giving up in terms of like pursuing like career ambitions. Um, and so for me, I unfortunately didn't play my gap year like I mentioned before. And so I didn't really have a strong solid basis or plan to present to them to kind of ease their worries and concerns and i know this kind of ties into like um some of our other other like previous episodes on the podcast where um like talking to your parents about expectations success life goals etc um and i think like for a gap year especially as, if your parents don't understand what that is at all um, like it's a very good time to like bring up like these are the benefits of taking a gap year this is what's happening right now um so for example again for me about my burnout like i really had to explain what is burnout um why did it happen and why is this a very good time for me to kind of take a step back breathe and then jump back into it Um, so i guess like with that like we can kind of extend into like what exactly are the benefits of taking a gap year
1: so for me, I made a little list just so I can remember, but there were just so many. It's, sometimes it's even hard to just list off the top of my head. But looking back, like myself from like a year ago, like I definitely, I definitely changed a little bit. So some of the benefits were, one, it actually allowed me to focus on this podcast a little bit more because um, Jay and I were able to start planning and brainstorming and Um, reaching out to people, which probably would have happened otherwise, but I'm also happy that we were able to do that, and I was able to help do that during my gap year. Um, I met friends from around the country and around the world, so I also did a program called Up With People, so you travel for like half a year with people from all over, and you go to like three to five countries depending on your year, and you engage in uplifting performances and community service, so now I have friends from all over. It's really cool. Especially coming from, like, a smaller high school where everyone's kind of, like, um, from the same place. I also gained a sense of independence. So just knowing that I could deal with things. So if a problem came up when I was on the road, like, I knew I couldn't just call my mom and she would be able to just come fix it. Like, I would have to be more resourceful or, like, kind of tap into my other resources or ask someone else. And, like, just realizing that I was capable, it definitely gave me a lot of confidence. I think that's what a lot of people say from, they gain from their gap years. Like, they just gain confidence.
3: I definitely have to second that with Danny. Um, gaining confidence in my ability to be resourceful and independent, gaining maturity as well. A year really can change how mature an individual it is, and kind of doing things on your own helps with that. It also prepared me to be independent at college. So for many students who go to college, they'll actually live on campus and living on campus, you're away from your parents and you're responsible for all of your own activities. There's no one there to say, hey, it's time for you to do your homework. Hey, it's time for you to wash your laundry. Hey, it's time for you to eat. You have to be used to sort of scheduling your own day and taking care of your own necessities. And I think being on a gap year was a really great trial run for that. Um, And knowing that the mistakes you might make on your gap year aren't going to have a direct impact on your academic career, whereas the mistakes you might make once you're at college possibly could. Um, And I think one of the other benefits for me was the time to like recharge, relax, de-stress. I came out of high school kind of being one of those people who's like, I think like Jay said, where it's like boom, boom, boom. Okay, got to get up in the morning at this time, go to school at this time, got to do my homework at this time, have play rehearsal at this time, have dance practice at this time. Okay, I've got another hour of homework to do at this time and I'm going to go to bed and repeat. And it was very structured and it was very repetitive and it was intense because in addition to um, being an academic student, I was also in multiple extracurriculars. I was a competitive dancer. I was doing theater competitively. And um, I think I didn't realize that I hadn't been really breathing until I graduated and was like, "Ah, okay, I accomplished something. I accomplished something. And I think, you know, sometimes we forget to say at the end of every year, you accomplished a year. Like that's a really amazing thing. And not everybody makes it to that point. So every year that you've, you know, grown a little, moved a little forward, that's an accomplishment. Um, And to kind of, speak to what Jay was saying about kind of convincing your parents. I think one of the things that convinced my parents and made them really kind of gung-ho for the gap year was the article written by um, the Dean of Admissions at Harvard, where he was actually advocating for students to take time off. And to have an authoritative individual advocating for a gap year other than yourself is really helpful because then it's not just like a child coming to their parents saying, this is what I wanna do. It's actually someone who has a degree that maybe gives them some more validity. So another person who was really helpful was my high school guidance counselor. Um, She had also had some resources that she was able to give me Um, She told me about the Gap Year Association, which is a national association. You can find it online at gapyearassociation.com. And it's basically a location where they compiled a bunch of different resources, including statistics on the benefits of gap years, um, different programs that can help students with gap years, how to talk to your parents about funding a gap year. Um, And it can be really great for your parents to see things visually to be able to go to a website and say, okay, this isn't a rare thing. There are um, sort of success stories that you could strive to um, emulate. And I don't know, maybe having taken a gap year, that might have also helped Danny because um, her parents got to see me go through my gap year and get through pretty much half of my college career before Danny came upon her gap year. Um, And as a close family, they got to see all the different steps that I took along the way.
1: That's so true. I remember them being like, may I take a gap year? Like even like halfway through my senior year, like they started bringing it up and they were like, may I take a gap year? You used to take a gap year. That was so cool. Like she did all these cool things, Um, which I agreed with. But also I was kind of like in that same mentality. Like I just wanted to go straight to school. So I thought I was going to do that and then ended up not doing that. And then I was like super happy it worked out that way. But yeah, it's always good to have role models or people that you can kind of like tell your parents, oh, like look, look what they did or yeah to do your research. That always helps with anything, whether it's trying to like advocate for them to buy like an aquarium with some goldfish or like to take a gap year. It's always helpful to do your research.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I honestly think that's like really helpful because for me, I'm the oldest child and I'm more of like the guinea pig and my parents have the set mindset that like, I have to go to like college, like right after school or yeah, right after high school because like they came, like for my parents, they came to America when they were younger. And so they immediately got their education and they needed to provide for, like, a family. And so, like, how I grew up was, like, much different from how they grew up because I was provided for. I received an education. Uh, my, fam- my family was, like, always financially stable, so, like, money wasn't always a problem. So all that, like, all of those things are, like, what didn't happen for my parents. So they, like, want us to, like, quote, unquote, take advantage of our situation and just sort of, like ad- like, go straight to college and accomplish things that they weren't able to do. And I think that if you're able to, like, show your parents that other people have done it and if you get the the validity from certain people with, like, more authority, maybe they would be, like, more convinced to do so. But I know that that's, like, the main obstacle, I guess, would be convincing your parents right after deciding whether or not it's right for you.
3: I think a really great way if you're graduating from high school and you know you want to take a gap year is um, to actually go through the process of applying to university, getting accepted, and then deferring your um, enrollment because then you can say, Look, I have my acceptance. This is my spot. It's held for me. And in one year, I will be there. I think it can be really nerve wracking for a parent if you say, Okay, I'm graduating from high school. I'll go to college, but I'm going to take a year off and not have that. Um, acceptance slot for them to look at and say, okay, they're going to go because I think then they have a whole year of worrying, okay, you're going to apply. Will you get in? Will you get financial aid? Will you whatever? Um, And if you can do the work ahead of time, it can be so much easier to convince them to let you do what you want to do because you can say, look, I achieved the goal that you had set out for me, which was to get a college education. It's here, but it's just going to be here for a second and then I'll get there. Um, versus saying like, yeah, sometime in the future, I'll apply to college. Oh, I actually didn't know you can do that. So like
2: once you apply and you get in, you can just say that you want to like break, take a break, and then?
3: Yes, um, you definitely have to research the specific schools, but most schools will allow you to be accepted, and it's called deferring enrollment. Um, And so you have a spot at the university, and you can defer your enrollment. Some schools have uh, one semester deferred enrollment, other schools require you to take the full year, so definitely research the schools you're interested in, but the majority of four-year universities um, and colleges in the U.S. at least, will allow a student to be accepted and then defer their enrollment for some period of time.
1: I think the reason that schools um, are okay with gap years, and not only are they okay with them, but a lot of them like, promote them or they advocate for them, Because there's actually a lot of research that people have done and like surveys over the years that show that they can actually be really beneficial. Here's a quote from a Crawford and Cribb 2012 study. So in the UK and the United States, students who had taken a gap year were more likely to graduate with a higher grade point average than observationally identical individuals who went straight to college. And this effect was seen even for gap year students with lower academic achievement in high school. So it's open and it's there, but we just might not know about it or think about it because it's just not as common. But its I think it's important to know, like, what options you have, like, in terms of your education and, like, what you can get out of it. And it can actually help you possibly get more out of college, as we're seeing from these studies.
0: And to piggyback on that, because I know that we're kind of on a lens for, like, undergraduate, but, like, this also extends to, like, graduate and, like, professional level schools. Um, the average, like matriculating, like, age for, like, classes are, like, 25, 26 for a lot of professional schools, and that's usually because um, there are, like, more non-traditional students, or typically students who do take gap years in between. Um, and I think, like, one of the reasons why they, a lot of schools are, like, preferring that is, like, a lot of the things that Raya and Danny have mentioned, where um, students that have taken, like, a year or two doing their career goals, doing personal development growth, um, end up bringing different life experiences, perspectives, um, and a different maturity um, at times in comparison to the students that go straight into these, like go straight back to back to back. Um, so that's like another factor you can play off of if you need to with your discussion with your parents.
3: And Danny mentioned that the study that she was quoting from took in UK students, and I think gap years are a lot newer to the US as an option that are being taken advantage of. But if you look to European um, schools, they're actually a lot more common for students to take time off. And I know that's probably one of the reasons that Harvard is such a big proponent of taking gap years is because we do have a um, higher percentage of international applicants that will come to the US after taking time off from um, school. And one of those reasons is because some European um, countries have required military service. Students who will graduate from high school will do their one or two year required military service before going to college rather than afterwards. Um, and what's really interesting is I think a lot of parents are used to kids being in classes with students their own age. So all the way from you know preschool up through 12th grade in the US, you're in a class with people who are mostly in your own age range. In college, that's not necessarily true because you have international students who have slightly different um, secondary education systems, they might graduate from what we consider high school at different times, students who've done military service and have come to college after that, students who've taken gap years for personal reasons or for other reasons, or even people who are going back to school after um, being in the workforce for some time. So I think it's really interesting um, that in college, it's not, your age isn't going to matter as much, and I think What matters a little bit more is your maturity, and if you're someone who feels like you need time to mature, a gap year can be a great option for that. Um, And I was really surprised, because that was one thing I was nervous about going into my gap year was that I was going to be a year older than my typical peers, but once I actually got to Harvard, I realized that that wasn't the case because there were students who had taken gap years prior to college, and there were also students who had taken gap years during college. So I remember you know, during my junior year of college, a person who used to be two classes ahead of me who had taken time off was now in my class. Um, and luckily I knew this person beforehand, but she graduated with me in the class of 2020 and she was originally the class of 2018. So in college, your age doesn't necessarily matter as much because you're all going to the same sort of end point anyways and perhaps even taking that time off and allowing yourself to de-stress you come back as a stronger student.
2: From what you guys said like it seems really interesting to take a gap year and be able to like travel and meet new people because I did like a language program I think a couple summers ago during high school and I really enjoyed it because I like met new people and I still like talk to them today and like I think the overall experience is pretty good because they got a sense of independence there although like my parents did visit us every weekend but still. Um, I guess my only fear would be that I would pick up on some like bad habits with like my schoolwork and become more lazy or like I'd fall behind and I'd forget all like the things I've learned in like high school that would help carry me during college, I guess. So I guess that would be like my only fears. And then there's also the fact that my parents don't really trust me to like, if I were to like travel the world, even if it's like with a group of people, they don't exactly, well, not that they don't trust, well, okay, that might be part of it, but also the fact that the world isn't exactly that safe right now. So there's also that consideration.
3: Yeah, I can't talk to um, the parents thing because I think that is such a different thing for each family. But in terms of the thinking of the bad habits or feeling like you're going to forget things, that was a huge concern of mine as well one of the things that I was actually concerned about was that I was spending so much time during my gap year, basically as a soccer mom, I would go to the bakery every day and work there. And then I'd pick up the kids that I was nannying from school and take them to their soccer practice, make them do their homework, feed their dinner, put them to bed, and then wake up the next morning and do it all over again. And I was actually like, a little worried that I wasn't going to know how to like be a kid again and interact with kids my own age. Um, And that was not the case. But Having that uh, end of the summer sort of camp style job was really helpful because my coworkers were all my age and they were all college students. Um, and it kind of got me slowly back into the process of being in a, a more student atmosphere before going off to college. And then, honestly, you've been a student, what, for 12 years? Um, It's kind of like riding a bike. Once you know how to ride a bike really well, you can not ride for a year, two years, three years, and when you next get on the bike, it might be, you might be a little unstable at first, but you'll get the hang of it again. You're not going to just forget everything. Um, And even students who do feel like they've forgotten some stuff, most colleges have resources for students to get tutors, um, to go to academic advisors, and they're all there to be used by you. So that was one thing that I kind of had to learn was to swallow my pride and actually use the resources that were available for me. Um, In high school, a lot of, I guess, high achieving students typically feel like they can do all their work on their own, that they don't necessarily need to go ask their teachers for extra help. Um, And in college, you kind of have to learn that asking for help is not a bad thing. It's not showing a sign of weakness or anything. It's actually showing that you're um, more intelligent because knowing when you need help is a form of intelligence. And it can be really beneficial to kind of start practicing that a little earlier than college because it can seem intimidating walking up to a professor and being like, okay, you know, Dr. Tucci of the chemistry department, who's this big doctor, he's got his own lab, that's kind of scary to walk up to him. But if you kind of build that confidence, and you go up to him, I'm using a personal story. So I took chemistry my freshman year of college, after having not taken chemistry since sophomore year of high school. And so there was three years in between. And I was like, yeah, I'm a little rusty on this. And I was really nervous to go up to talk to Dr. Tucci. He's like, one of the most beloved chemistry teachers on um, Harvard's campus, but there was a TF who is a teaching fellow in the class and I went to them instead and I was like, I'm worried about this, I'm having some trouble with this. And they were like, oh, I'll make you an appointment with Dr. Tucci for his office hours, like just go, he'll help. Um, And so I went and he was super helpful, very kind. And he was like, hey, there's a group of students that get together at this time to kind of go through their homework you should just join them, and um, it was great because I got to know my professor a bit better, I got to know students in the class a bit better by working with them, and I improved my grade in the class, Um, so those were really three beneficial things that came from me kind of sawing my pride and going, "Mm, I need some help, Um, so if you're worried about you know, forgetting all the stuff you learned in high school, first of all, you won't. Um, You've been jam-packing that stuff in there for 12 years. It's not going to disappear overnight, Um, but also you can totally ask for help if you do feel like you're a bit rusty once you get back into the academic setting.
2: Yeah, I guess I personally don't mind asking for help, but I guess there's always like the influence from my parents because personal experience. I think sophomore year I was taking like an IBSL math, which is technically a junior-senior class, and the teacher wasn't the best, and everyone else in the class had to, like, get a tutor, and that was me included. And my mom, she didn't really support me having, like, a tutor, because she was like, oh, if you need help now, like, how are you going to make it in college? Like, like, what, like, do you need to, like, go, like, down a le- level in math or something? And I was like, no, I just need help, right? Here. I don't know, the influence from my parents is really strong, so... I mean, personally, I don't mind taking, like, I would love to take a gap year, and I don't mind asking for help, but I guess the parental influence is always, like, a big thing, especially, it just depends on family dynamics, though.
0: Yeah, I don't, so not to generalize, um, but I don't know if this is, like, I'm just mentioning just because I, like, Asian parents, um, like, growing up as well, like, I definitely had, like, an ego thing, um, like, in high school, um, because, like, there was a perpetuation from my family that it was kind of like, if you need to get a tutor, if you need to ask for help, like, it's kind of a question of your intelligence and your capabilities. Um, And because of that, like, when I got into college, I was really bad at asking for help. Like, I didn't ask for it. I didn't realize my limitations. And I didn't really most of the time I waited till the last minute, unfortunately, to be able to get the help that I needed. Um, And that was because of the perpetuation that like for my family and like growing up, that's like, if you need to ask for help, if you need to reach out, it's just a sign of weakness and blah, 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 blah. Um, But I think that in, in the defense of my parents, I think it was just their way of like, showing and like motivating me, I guess, in their own ways. Um, but to kind of, like, add on, like, if you do have, like, the financial resource means to add on to, like, was saying in terms of, um, like, getting back into, like, the groove of things and getting back on that bike, um, and you maybe can present this to your parents if they're open to it, um, like, the semester before, like, you actually start school, you can maybe take, like, a community college class that's, like, a general, requirement, whatever, for, like, basics for your thing that you can transfer over to your, like, degree at your, like, bigger college. But that way you're, like, it's at a community college. Um, Like, I'm slowly trying to see if I can, like, remember, like, my study habits, things that worked and didn't work. And it's at least, uh, like, at a college level, right? So you're kind of like, okay like, this is the pace that they're going at. It may be, like, a faster, maybe slower pace, depending on the university and the class, but at least it gives you, like, a good benchmark to work with before you get into, like, university again. And You're just like, oh, okay, like, this is what's happening. These are the things that have helped. So.
3: I think also the jump between high school classes and college classes seems larger than it actually is. A lot of colleges have their classes in levels for a reason, so you get in as a freshman and say they label them by the hundreds and you take your 100 level math class and then you take your 200 level, 300 level. Um, so there's a lot of introductory classes as a freshman that you can take that sort of help kind of jog your, your memory um, of what you learned in high school. The other thing is it's definitely a, a cultural thing. I um, grew up in a town where most students, if they could afford it, got tutors, not necessarily for their classes, but like SAT tutors or ACT tutors. And I was a student who didn't really have one of those, but the culture in the school was that if you could afford to have like a really good SAT or ACT tutor, you could get ahead, you could get a better score, you could get into a better school. And it was kind of like a status thing is like I can afford to have the best SAT tutor in the town. Um, And so I kind of came from a background where Because I didn't have tutors, I I always felt like I needed to do things on my own. But because everyone else had tutors, my parents were like, "Okay, like when you get to college, get your tutor. Because at Harvard, we have a peer tutoring program that's actually really inexpensive. They just made it free for all students. And um, you can go and get a tutor who is a student who has taken that class before. And a lot of different colleges have this, where they'll have students who've taken the class before be the tutors for other students. and after being someone who got a peer tutor, I actually eventually became a peer tutor and then tutored during my sophomore, junior and senior year. And it was also a really great way to keep up with the material so that as I took higher and higher level classes, I wasn't forgetting the lower level things that I took in my earlier classes because I was tutoring for them. Um, so there's a really great kind of culture of getting tutors and being tutors that um It's something that you kind of get into outside of your parents' influence. It can be really hard for students to, especially either have really close families or have very strong parental influences, to sort of break free from that. And I think the best you can do to show your parents that you're going to achieve the goals that they have for you um, while also being able to do your own thing is is, um, really the key. For me, my parents definitely eased back a bit once I was already at college because I was living away from home and they couldn't physically have direct control over me. But I also had a friend who was required to call his mother every single day our freshman year. Um, And that was just his reality that he had to sort of deal with. Um, So it's one of those things where kind of like, you have to sort of work within the system that you're you're in when it comes to your family and your parents' expectations. Especially if you're not um, able to be financially independent from them, then, you know, it kind of is what it is.
1: (laughs) One thing that my parents noticed about me was, they said that I just kind of kept on learning, like I just kept reading, looking things up, trying new things. Just like I even took some courses online, like not even just like academic courses that I might end up taking later because I think I want to major in um, Engineering and environmental science, but just like unrelated things like I took a psychology course now taking like a fashion course just like random things and it's cool to be able to learn about what you want to learn about Um, And it's kind of the way I see it is kind of like a basket. So like in high school you gain certain skills like Responsibility turning things in on time not procrastinating too much study skills study habits how to reach out for help, like, I got those different skills in high school, but then there were so many other skills that I got during my gap year, just from existing in the world, like, how to connect with different types of people, how to just be responsible, like, outside of school, and just, like, be how to stay safe when traveling, I mean, just, like, a lot of other skills, so now I have, like, all these different skills in my basket, and I may be, I'm sure, rusty on certain things, but I also experienced that going from year to year in high school like over the summer I wouldn't remember everything but I'd go to the next math class and then like over the first few weeks they kind of help jog your memory and then you kind of catch back up and gain that momentum again so I think that's been my experience I haven't started college yet so I don't really know exactly how it's all going to play out but that's like kind of I think of it as a basket
3: something you're looking forward to. Um, I can go. So all of them are focused around my new puppy, Edna Mode. So last night I got a puppy named Edna Mode. She's a giant schnauzer. She's tiny and she's adorable and only nine weeks old and I love her. And so that's kind of the rose. The thorn is that she has had two accidents inside the house do like annoying, but she's technically a baby, so it's fine um, and then my bud is that I'm just really excited to see what tricks I can teach her and to watch her grow into a proper adult dog because um, she's so little and like this big, but she's eventually going to be like a sixty five pound dog so um, <laughs> I'm excited to watch that happen
2: um I guess for me, a rose. Something good that happened this week was that I got to watch this K-drama with my family, I guess, kind of. Well, we we all started off in different places because one time my siblings and I, we walked into the kitchen and in the living room, we saw like our parents watching it. And then we ended up all we ended up all like watching the K-drama. And so now like my whole family we're like, oh, like, what's episode are you on? They're like, oh, I'm episode 12. And like, I'm on episode five. And like, it's just funny to like recollect, even though we're not watching it together. So I guess that's pretty cool. A Um, bud, something that I'm hopeful for is that I get to spend time with my cousin. He just came back from college because I think school is out. So I'm looking forward to that. And then a thorn would be having to fill out college applications. I haven't looked at it since like, I think a week ago. I started a week ago. I stopped. <laughs> because it got overwhelming
3: (laughs) no that's great you're starting really early and that's a really good thing Mm
1: -hmm. okay um I'll go next so let's see my rose was this morning my mom and I went on a really fun bike ride I, I almost might have gotten hit by a car I'm not sure I didn't think I was going to be but my mom thought that she was almost sure that I was going to get hit by a car. I did not think that was going to happen. So we got into a little bit of, like, a, we were, like, kind of, like, freaking out for a second then everyone was okay. And then we, like, rode home and we had fun. But I'm going to definitely try to be more careful just getting to know how to, like, ride around on the roads and, like, even kind of, like, a almost a main road, like a highway. So just being really careful, staying in the bike lanes. But there's also a nice naturey part of it, too, which I really like. And we also saved a turtle. So I guess that could be the thorn is we saw a turtle in the middle of the road and it needed help apparently because we were like, okay. And then we looked at it and it just kept walking towards the center of the road where more cars were going. And so my mom actually picked it up and put it back near the lake. So that was, that was awesome. And then a bud would be, I'd started taking a music production class the other day. I signed up for it a while ago. It's hosted by Carnegie hall actually. So I I saw this on Facebook the other day and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. So it's like, people of all levels, they're super nice. So a bud is just like hopeful. Hopefully I will actually learn how to produce music and I will be able to show some of my music to the rest of the class once I feel confident in it. So that's my bud. (laughs) Um,
0: So for me, a rose is I took an exam for like a college class that I'm taking which has been, it's been like a year and a half since like I've taken like classes and I did surprisingly well. So just to kind of point back out to the whole like thing we were talking about, Kaylin, like it's like riding a bike, like you get back onto it eventually. Um, A bud is, I am, my test date for like professional school examination or entrance exams um, is coming up. So it's like in three weeks. That's like my bud and thorn. Um, but I'm kind of like glad that it's almost done with and then I can enjoy the rest of my summer and see what happens. And my thorn is also, it's coming up in three weeks. So I'm a little panicked, but we'll get there. <laughs>